Hey everyone, a quick word before we start today's episode. If you've ever been interested in learning more about yoga, philosophy, history, more than just the postures and all the things that go into the Vedic sciences, the origins of Vedic astrology, Ayurveda, and how it all fits into yoga and meditation practice, I've created an online yoga teacher training program that's starting on September 9th, 2019, and you can learn all about it at quietmind.yoga. And there's a waiting list link at the bottom of the page. So you'll be the first to know when the page goes live and you can check it out. So if you're interested, go to quietmind.yoga and join the waiting list for my Quiet Mind Yoga teacher training, which is going to touch on Vedic astrology. It's not going to be fully in-depth on just Vedic astrology, but if you want to also learn yoga in particular and Ayurveda and the Vedic sciences and the history and origins of all this stuff, that's going to be covered there. And I'll be doing something in the future all about just Vedic astrology, so stay tuned for that. But this is coming up next month, the Quiet Mind Yoga online yoga teacher training. You can find out the info and join the waiting list at quietmind.yoga. My name is Jeremy Devins, and welcome to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. And today will be all about the fourth house of Vedic astrology. And if you don't know your fourth house, you can go to quietmind.yoga/astrology, and you can get a free guide to follow along with this series. And you can schedule a reading there with me over video chat or audio chat where I'll show you everything in your chart. I'll send you your birth chart and go step-by-step through all of the houses, signs, planets, and what it all means for you. That's at quietmind.yoga slash astrology. And again, you can get the free guide that talks all about the houses and the whole overview of everything we're doing here. So you can follow along and fill in those blanks in that guide so you can have your own notes and your own understanding of the houses. So last week, time we talked about the third house which is like the subconscious mind and where we go when we go into deep sleep but before we go into sleep we go into the fourth house we go into our home and our bed and that's what the fourth house is really about like our property our home Uh, it's essentially from the womb to the tomb all of the containers and spaces that we have that we occupy and possessions that we have for example like cars or real estate or land So you can learn a lot about your home life from the fourth house. And the kartika, or the significator of the fourth house, is cancer, which is also related to the home and the mother. So you learn a lot about the mother through the fourth house, because that's the first container that we come into as physical beings in this body, in the womb. And then we end up in the tomb, another container at the end of life. And the fourth house tells us what kind of containers and spaces we'll occupy in between and what the womb life might have been like. For example, if you have Mars here, you might have had a, a warrior kind of relationship with your mom where you're like you're kicking in the stomach a lot. Maybe the mom is stressed out and there's a sort of conflict of having the child that that's you. And maybe there's uh, some conflict with the mother in general. You'd see that from uh, Mars in the fourth house. You might also like fast cars and, and nice things like that. Or not some necessarily nice things, but fast things like aggressive kind of cars. And again, these are all just very general generalizations 
looking at just one aspect, one planet in one house. Uh, you really have to look at the chart holistically, and that's always what I do. But just going by one sort of placement here, that's an example of what like Mars in the fourth house might be like. If you had Venus in the fourth house, now Venus brings a love of beauty and luxury. Again, just that one aspect we're looking at. So Venus might give you a beautiful home and you might like to have a very nice, luxurious, comforting home. And there's a sort of uh, clockwise or counterclockwise um, cycle that we go through normally with the chart. So we go first house is that first uh, diamond on the top. And then we go second house to the left of that. So we go counterclockwise normally. But with the times of the chart, we're actually going clockwise. So last time we talked about the third house, which is like sleep at night. So where do you go before you go to sleep? You go to your home and you go to your property, your land, your your space, your bedroom. This is all see seen by the fourth house. So for example, again, if you had Venus there, you'd want to have a really nice, luxurious bed that you come home to and feel well rested. If you had Rahu in there, you might be a little bit obsessive about your home space and nitpicky and it's kind of hard to rest there because you're always thinking about what else you can change and adjust and modify in your home. There's a sort of restlessness there. If you had Saturn here, you might like to have really nice old things like antiques and the fourth house in general can represent like family heirlooms and antiques and things that represent your family history and your lineage, your uh, any sort of family things that are significant from generation to generation. Especially if you have Saturn here in the fourth house, you might especially enjoy those things and want to have them around you in your home and that can help you feel that sort of comfort and the ability to rest at the end of the day. So this is the space you're coming home to at the end of the day in general. And then this also tells you your relationship with your home, like where you grew up at. So like if you're going to stay close to home, if you're going to move far away from home, if you have K2 here, for example, you might feel detached from your home because K2 is about detachment and more interest in spirituality and less material things. But the fourth house is a little bit more in the, in the material than the spiritual realm. And this is also like pleasure. So things you like enjoy at the end of the day, you want to come home and maybe veg out and watch a show or enjoy some nice comforts like having a nice bath or things like that. You'd also see that from the fourth house. The general intention here with working with the fourth house is to create a sanctuary, to create a place that nourishes you and uplifts you and recharges you and reminds you of what's important to you which could be family, it could be personal pursuits, it could be spirituality. But whatever that is, that your home in the fourth house, you want to make sure that you have those things there uh, that help you feel recharged and nourished. And whatever family means to you, which could be uh, living with family members or being close to family or uh, symbols of family or no family at all, right? Whatever it is for you, uh, you can work with that here in the fourth house and create a sort of sanctuary that helps you recharge and reset and rest at the end of the day. So this also tells you whether you'll have conservative or progressive values as well. So this can kind of shape your, um, your homeland beliefs. So like if you're more interested in uh, nationalism or more interested in uh, pr promoting sort of uh, allowing more people into your home, right? If you're more sort of walled off about your home, your physical home or your country even, or your, your states or wherever it is, 
or you're more open and inviting about that, right? So you can also see that in the fourth house. Religious instincts, so the sort of religious beliefs that you grew up with and things that you you think about, uh, spirituality and religions and different cultures. Uh, these are all things that you sort of grow up in and are born into in some way, and then you have to choose and decide whether to keep them or let them go. And you can see that indicated here in the fourth house as well. You can see education here to some degree because it's the second from the third house. Third house is more about education than the fourth, uh, but that relationship, all the houses have a sort of relationship to each other, which I'll go into in more depth in the future. But in general, you can see some signification of education here from the fourth house. The body part associated with this is the chest, for women the breasts, the lungs, and if there's any issues here, you might look at what's transiting the fourth house and to see when the issue might pass or if it's something serious you want to address. For mundane astrology, for looking at effects on a large amount of people for everybody, this is mother nature. So again, the maternal and also the nature is mother nature and uh, agriculture, weather, climate, also things that are under the earth. If you think of like the qualities of cancer is a water sign. So like deep down underneath in the ground, like oil, mining, natural resources, all these things can be seen in the fourth house as well. Yoga that you could do to work with the fourth house, for example, if you have some sort of challenging aspect going on here, things like yin yoga, restorative yoga, bhakti yoga, devotion, karma yoga, being of service to others, these are all very maternal and uh, service of the moon, lunar qualities, which again, the fourth house is ruled by cancer, which is ruled by the moon. So if you want to work with the fourth house, bringing in more of the lunar qualities in general can be helpful. A pranayama practice you can do is breathing in through the left nostril and out through the right. So that's going to stimulate the right hemisphere of your brain more than the left, and the right hemisphere is more associated with lunar qualities of intuition, insight, feeling, sensing. So you would inhale on the right side and exhale on the left side and just continue like that for at least three minutes. You'll notice, start noticing the effects longer if you want or you can, 10, 15 minutes is great, especially if you really want to reset. And a mudra you can use is one that you may have seen the Buddha depicted in many times where the you're sitting cross-legged or comfortably with the right hand resting on your lap with the palm up, and then the left hand is on top of that also with the palm up. So this is sort of creating a support for yourself. So you're creating this sort of container like the fourth house is with your right hand and letting your left hand, the feminine, passive, yin, receptive side of you receive and be held. All right, so I hope this is helpful for you in understanding the fourth house. And again, if you want to learn more about it, go to quietmind.yoga astrology. Get the free guide to the houses to follow along with this series. And if you want to understand your chart holistically, all aspects, planets, houses, you can schedule a reading at that link as well. Next, we'll be talking all about the fifth house, which is naturally ruled by Leo or the sun and is associated with published works, creativity. So if you want to understand like maybe your creative type or an author, maybe you're thinking about having kids, these are the kind of things you can look at and understand from the fifth house, thinking about working with children. All right, I'll talk all about that next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. If you're enjoying this show, leave a review in Apple Podcasts. It helps people find it. 
And if you have any feedback for me, you can email me at jeremydevins at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.